Hello, you lovely lot. I wanted to take a moment to share an exciting announcement with you all. I will be doing a live show for Happy Mum, Happy Baby at the podcast show in London on the 22nd of May. This will be a live episode of this very podcast featuring me and a very special soon-to-be-announced guest. Get ready for a candid conversation, unfiltered truths, laughs, invaluable non-judgmental advice and lived experiences. Dive into the complexities of parenting while juggling work, relationships and personal growth and we'll be talking beyond the baby years. As well as the live episode, the show will also include a Q&A with both me and my guest. Tickets go on sale this Friday the 26th of April at 10am, but anyone who is part of the Happy Mum, Happy Baby newsletter will be getting early access to tickets on Wednesday the 24th of April at 10am. To sign up to the newsletter and for more information about the event, please head to happymumhappybaby.com forward slash events. I can't wait to see you there. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection. Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Welcome to another episode of Happy Mum, Happy Baby, the podcast. Today's guest is a very, very, very good friend of mine. We've been friends for a number of years. Former Miss England, a model. Oh, very beautiful. Oh, I have not so much anymore. <laughs> I'm past my best. More beautiful every day. Uh, and mum to Cooper, it's Georgia Jones. Uh, so for anyone who doesn't know, our husbands are in a band together. They are. Yeah. So we know each other very well. Yeah. We're part of the McFamily. We are, aren't we? how I like to describe it. Yes. And I met you many, many years ago. You did? I was about 10. And I can remember thinking, we talk about this quite a lot, and Georgia is deaf in one ear. I am. And I didn't know that, obviously, the first time that we met. And I can remember talking to you a few times that night and you completely <laughs> blanking me. I'm mortified. <laughs> Even now, thinking about it, it actually mortifies me that I ignored you. But I can remember thinking, oh, she's really nice when she's talking to me, but when she's not, I mean... <laughs> I came away thinking, right, I feel like I've made a really good impression on the girls. Brilliant. Like, they're, they're all going to love me. Little do I know I've not been responding to you. <laughs> I bet you were, like, rude. No, I think... Oh. I th- no. I think maybe because you and Danny had been out for a drink, so I thought maybe... I was just a bit drunk. Yeah. (laughs) But you're deaf in one ear because of something that happened to you as a child. Yes. I had meningitis when I was two. I lost my hearing completely in one ear. But it's not really affected me too much because obviously I've been like that since I was two, so I don't really know any different. Mm. I just have to watch where I'm walking. The majority of people now know which side to walk on of me, apart from 
my family members and Danny. <laughs> I mean, so funny. the people that spend the most time with me are the people that know the least about my year. <laughs> Whereas I'm really like, oh, if we were at a table and dinner or something, I'm like, which year? Where yeah. are we? Where are we? Yeah, I think you're one of the most conscious people of my deaf ear, actually. I think because I had a lot of hearing difficulties as mm. a child. Yeah, you did, didn't you? Yeah, and I know yeah. those frustrations and stuff. Yeah. So having that, when Cooper had his hearing test, did it make you emotional? No, actually, it didn't. Did it not? I, I this... really cried when Buzz had his hearing test. No, his hearing was okay. I think I was really nervous about all of those tests yeah. because you never know whether they're going to be have full hearing. And actually, there was a point where after he'd had these tests, he wasn't responding to loud noises. <laughs> so, like, something would happen and I would jump out of my skin. Cooper, just carrying on just as normal, not a, not even a bat of the eyelid. And I was like, oh, no, that's it, he can't hear. He definitely can't hear. He's deaf, completely deaf. Did you get him re- retested or <laughs> No, we just, well, no, not straight away, but I did say, I think we need to. Yeah. And anyway, then he eventually did start responding to things. I think he's just a bit slow off the mark. <laughs> well, I guess as well, though, they kind of don't know to, like, turn no. around to noises. No, I suppose not. I just thought there'd be a cry or something. But I think because when he was in the tummy, there were so many extremely loud noises going on outside of the womb. Why was there loads of loud noises? <laughs> <laughs> what were you well, doing? No. Did you start drumming? Dan- Danny would always play him his guitar Aww. and sing to him. Yeah. So. Was... Does he react now when Danny does it? Or like, yeah. He does he? Yeah, he does. And do you know, it's so funny. There was someone on TV singing the other day whose voice is really similar to Danny's and he he stopped what he was doing and just watched the TV. I was like, oh, no, darling, that's not your dad. Oh. You've got it wrong there. But I think he thought, oh, that's Daddy on yeah. TV. Or if McFly or Danny's music's playing in the house, he will know, like he notices. And... He's so calm when Danny plays the guitar to him mm. and sings. Like, he loves it. He'll just stop and listen. It's so sweet. It's so lovely. <laughs> the boys like that with Tom. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They are. Well, they love McFly, don't they, the boys? Yeah, yeah. Is Buzz... Buddy as big? He is, it? he is. But you know when you kind of like, I think there was a period of time where we it was on a lot at home. Yeah. And I think maybe we haven't had it on as much lately. Yeah. But like, as soon as there is, we always find Buzz on Tom's piano. And... Buzz has got rhythm, though. Yeah. Really got rhythm. Yeah. I hope a little Cooper band does. in the making. I know her. You need to get them all together. Lola confronts it, can't she? I think she can. <laughs> I think she can. So let's talk about, obviously, you and Danny have been together a very long time. Yes. And you got married. Was it difficult deciding now's the time? To get married? No, to have a baby. Oh, to have a baby. To have a baby. God, yeah. And also, I guess another part of that is that you would have seen, because Izzy's been on, both shared our stories of like how long it's taken us to get pregnant, yeah. miscarriage and stuff. Yeah. Did that have an effect on, I guess you're going into it with your eyes a bit more open about yeah. what can potentially happen? Yeah. Do you know, the majority of friends that have had babies have struggled to conceive. Mum had three miscarriages Luckily, I was one of the middle ones. Right. So, yeah, so I was like, yeah, she's, we've got one. <laughs> and then, obviously, you girls had a tough time of it. So I think in my head, it was a little bit like, it's probably going to take a long, long time. Mm. Nobody seems to be getting pregnant easily. Yeah. So I was a little bit worried on that side of things, thinking, God, it's going to take me a long time. I'm not getting any younger. 
But at the same time, I wanted to be ready. Like, yeah. you know, me and Danny are quite probably out of the group. We're like the ones that go out <laughs> the most. <laughs> well, it was, it's funny, isn't it? I guess because for us, like, our parties used to be going to the pub yeah. and all going around to one person's house. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, we never used to go out that much. And then obviously with rehab and stuff like that, it all sort of stopped. Yeah, yeah. Whereas that was still very much part of yours. And Danny's life, a lot of your northern friends now live down here. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, you've still got that going on yeah that so, was a massive part of your life yeah it was and we were like are we ready for that to stop like yeah. are we ready to stop being selfish yeah because that's kind of it ultimately you're giving up your life for another we're life changing it yeah, yeah changing it dramatically for those whole four years between getting married and having cooper yeah people often do it fairly quickly after they get married and we were like, oh, should we? Because yeah. everyone starts asking you, don't they? So when are you going to have a baby? Well, isn't it? As soon as you get together, oh, when are you going to oh, get engaged? Yeah. When are you going to get married? When are you going to have a baby? Now you're probably getting, when are you going to have another one? Oh, all the time. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I need to fully heal before I even think about having another one, please. <laughs> and just like, I've still got fit. I've still yeah. my food. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I dread to think what would happen if I had a... My mum was pregnant with me at this point. So when she said that to me, I said to her, oh, my God, I was an accident, wasn't I? <laughs> and she went, no, no. She, like, went all shifty. I was like, Mum, was I an accident? And she's like, no, no, pet. And I was like, what do you mean, no? She's like, well, we weren't being careful. And I was like, oh, right, I see. Like, that was it. I think she struggled, was struggling yeah. so much conceiving. Yeah. She kind of just thought, well, it's not going to happen straight after I've had my sister. Yeah. Well, it did. So well, that was obviously like on your mind that it might take a while that, you know, you just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. But at the same time, we, we want you to be ready. I think yeah. that was more important than anything. Yeah. Being ready. Yeah. Because, you know, I knew as well that, you know, if it wasn't easy, there are things that can be done and mm-hmm. help that you can get. So I knew there was that. Yeah. When we did start trying four years later, three years later, I just wasn't expecting it to be that easy. But at the same time, you think you're going to get pregnant immediately because you spend so long Mm -hmm. trying not to get pregnant. Yeah. So many people going, oh, if you miss that one pill, you'll get pregnant. Or if you're sick or... We see them on TV or in magazines all the time. Yeah, and they've come out in the toilet and they have no (laughs) idea. Um, I know. And so I thought, no, like... It's going to happen really easily or be really difficult. Yeah. So when it got to five months and nothing had happened, I was a bit like... Oh. At what point do you kind of... Yeah. I said to Danny, I said, for the first, like, five months, I want to just be f- totally relaxed about it. Mm. Obviously not take any form of contraception and just if it happens, it happens. Yeah. And... If it doesn't, then we'll start doing it properly, like, you know, <laughs> regimented. <laughs> then I'll get an app. So you're just not not trying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But we knew we wanted to have a baby at that yeah. point. It got to that five months and I was like, right, I think I'm going to have to, like, start getting the app where it tells me when I'm ovulating yeah. and all those things so we can, like, properly do this now. And then it was just as I was thinking that when I fell pregnant, Thank goodness, yeah. yeah. So I didn't have to start timing Danny. And I'd be like, right, let's get home now because we need to have sex, please. <laughs> <laughs> and you told Danny in the sweetest way you videoed it. Yeah, and you. <laughs> yeah. But I think, well, because his reaction was in that whole reaction video. Yeah, his reaction was the probably the oh. weirdest one. 
Oh, but it's so gorgeous. So for people that don't know, Georgia filmed the reaction of her and Danny telling everyone yeah. that you were expecting. And, oh, it was just so gorgeous. Oh, it was so lovely. I mean, yours and the boys' reactions <laughs> were probably one of the best. Well, because you just start, you were like, I'm going to start vlogging. So I've got this camera and yeah. we're like, great. And then you were like, should we take a photo if we're all together? And we have a breakfast club, which is when, you know, all the McFly family get together and... And we usually have a photo of us when we yeah. do that. So you wanted to take a photo and we're like, yeah, of course, that's just a typical thing, thinking yeah. it was on timer. <laughs> and I can't even remember what was said now, but we're all like, what? Daddy said we need to make room for one more or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. And then you and Izzy just jumped about. It was so <laughs> funny. Even though you'd been married for three, four years by that point, that emotion, that shock, that happiness, that surprise. Do you know what I mean? It still yeah. felt like... Yeah, oh. it wasn't... It didn't feel like you were all expecting it. No. It didn't feel like Daddy was expecting it. I mean, <laughs> he was. Oh, his reaction was so... <laughs> <laughs> it's so sweet. I know. I mean, there was a lot of swearing. I don't think that was in, in it, but <laughs> he swore a lot. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he just could not believe it. He was the same. He thought it was going to take a long time. Yeah. A long, long time. Do you reckon, because Tom's reaction's always the same. Do you reckon they're like, no more sex, but no, yeah. love. Well, that was Danny's decision, <laughs> not mine. Same! Yeah! I think all the boys have discussed this. Well, no, Harry's the opposite. Oh, really? Harry, <laughs> Harry wanted it. Danny and obviously Tom. Yeah. Not interested. No, there's something about poking the head of your unborn no child. Chance. It's just no not chance. fun, is it? I was like, don't flatter yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. So how was your pregnancy? Because obviously for you, you're a model. Yeah. And your body is your job. Yes. And watching that change, how did that play on your mind? Like, how how did you, you get yourself around that? It, it was quite hard in the beginning yeah. because I've always been very much in control of my body. You know, I work hard, I work yeah. out, I love working out, and that's kind of just me. Yeah. So I've always been in control of that. You know, if I've been out for the weekend and eaten loads and loads of unhealthy food, drunk loads. That week, I'll make sure I have a really lovely, healthy diet and work out. Mm. It's all about balance. And then when I got pregnant, I had zero control over what happened. Yeah. Like, I had no control over whether I swelled up, whether I had a wide bump, a long bump, what happened to my boobs. <laughs> I mean, now, oh my goodness. So obviously, I stopped breastfeeding now. Yeah, so it was difficult in the beginning because I'd gone from having full control to zero control. Mm. But as it progressed, as the bump grew... I'd learnt to love what my body was doing yeah. rather than be like, what's happening? This is not what should be happening to my body. But when I kind of got my head around that, it was a lot easier and yeah. I began to enjoy it. And I really, really enjoyed my pregnancy. I loved every second of being pregnant. Yeah. Oh, and you did a lot of exercise in pregnancy as well, I did, didn't you? Yeah, which, which was great because you were sharing it as well. Yeah, it felt like other people could go, oh, yeah. And you know, it kept me sane. Like it kept a bit of me because mm. obviously having a growing bump, work had to stop pretty quickly for me in terms of modelling. Yeah, because when you've got like a semi bump. <laughs> Obviously, you're like, is she pregnant? Has she put on a few pounds? Yeah. Like, what's going on? And people don't book semi, like, you know, like 
two month or three month mm-hmm. pregnant women. And then you get to the point where you have got a bump, but it's not quite big enough for pregnancy modelling. Yeah. And then you get to the point where you're perfect size for pregnancy modelling, but there might not be any jobs going on yeah. at that point. Or nowadays, which I think is really sad, is they use normal models and stick a bump on them. I have seen on various websites yeah. this, and yeah. you can tell. Yeah, oh, I've literally said to Tom, literally all the way down to her belly button, she had a flat tummy. Yeah, I mean it's ridiculous because like <laughs> I, I have to wear a fake bump before. Yeah, and they're awful. I mean they're so not anything like what a bump is like. Mm. It's ridiculous. But I just don't know why they don't use... I mean, it's probably because they know that they're going to get a lot less shots from a pregnant woman because she's tired, she's heavy, she can't bend as easily. But I just think it'd be so much nicer seeing all these products on pregnant women. Well, and I wonder, though, if part of it is because the reality of being pregnant, you're going to have swollen arms, you're going to be swollen other places. So if they decide, actually, let's just get... Yeah, but so so what? Do you know, if I I was looking at online at maternity clothes and the woman was definitely pregnant and maybe had swollen ankles, I'd be like, brilliant. I'm so glad they've used a model. Well, it's like, so Rose, so your friend Rose models for Next and seeing uh, someone I know who's actually pregnant in those clothes made me go, amazing, that's an actual pregnant person. Whereas the person I know for sure, like, had a baby bump put on her. Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, I'm not going to get that because I can't see what it's going to look like. No, is that really saying me and Rose would ever look at like the same in an outfit. Hey, you don't do yourself an injustice there, Jay. <laughs> Rose is absolutely tiny and tall and model like. Yeah, I think you're a similar height, you two. Five four? Uh, maybe not. I am fine with my pregnancy body. You know, my You've body's got doing its pregnancy thing. Body. Oh, friend. Yeah, you do. Um, but yeah, I do think there is space in that fashion world to kind of embrace. There is. There is 100%. Like, I don't know why they don't. Mm. Oh, it's a load of nonsense, yeah. basically. But yeah. you, when you were um, doing your exercise and everything in pregnancy, you were very careful with what you did still. Oh, yeah. Like, doing exercise in pregnancy right and doing exercise mm. in pregnancy wrong, where you could. Do serious, serious damage. And I worked with a lovely girl who is now a really good friend of mine called Charlie Launder. And she is a personal trainer in pre- and postnatal fitness. Yeah, so she knows exactly what she's talking about. And if ever there was any movement that, like, was uncomfortable or she watched my stomach the whole time, if my tummy did anything where it went ever so slightly out of shape, she'd be like, right, stop the exercise right now, that doesn't work for you yeah she's great yeah she's doing so well with her business as well but I'm not surprised because you don't realize how many pregnant women out there do actually want to work out during their pregnancy especially if that's what they've done before as well yeah exactly and they're used to it because you don't want to go from like working out three days a week to absolutely nothing yeah because I think it would probably make you feel worse make you feel a bit depressed yeah well I do feel like with you as well I know exercise and making yourself look your best is your job. Yes. But I also feel like it's very much for you. I'm sure there is a pressure, but whenever I see you doing that stuff, it feels very much like that is something that you do yeah. for you. That is your time. Totally. And I, I love it. And the thing is, I think there's pressure in this society to yeah. feel like that or do things to make yourself look better. But if ever I felt that pressure, I'd be like, oh, 
stuff that whatever it is I'm doing because that's not making me happy yeah. if exercise ever doesn't make me happy I'd stop it you know there's certain exercises I don't do because they don't make me happy I'm like no not for me <laughs> not doing those burpees yeah. they <laughs> no, make me really unhappy I mean my poor core <laughs> really <laughs> oh, anything tummy related is like my legs yeah brilliant have you always been that way or just since having kids no always been that way always been that way but I do do those parts because yeah. otherwise I'd be a bit unbalanced. But but I don't know, your core's very important. Um, keeps it all there. It does. Keeps everything in and up. Keeps you standing. It does. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it does. Um, I think if ever I felt pressure from anything, I'd just not do that. Yeah. I don't want to, you don't want to do something that makes you unhappy. No. Like life's too short. You don't know when your last day is. So why spend it doing something that you don't like? How have you felt about your body since having Cooper and since your body? Do you know, actually, all right. I yeah. was quite worried that I might find it difficult once I'd had Cooper. The thing is, in my mind, I knew, well, if I'm not happy with it, I am fully capable of working hard and working out and making my body to look the way I want it to look personally. Mm -hmm. And that might not be for everyone. Yeah. And, you know, some people are like, I'm happy looking the way I look after I've had a baby. Yeah. But... I think it's it should be totally, totally acceptable to want to look different after you've had a baby. Mm -hmm. So I want my tummy to go a little bit flatter again. I want my thighs to be a little bit more solid again because they were like that before. And that's how I like to look. That's how I like to feel. I like to feel a bit tight, yeah. which you definitely don't feel after you've had a baby. You, you're like the opposite of tight, aren't you? Everywhere. Like jelly. <laughs> yeah, it's jelly. It is. It's that personal thing, isn't it? And yeah. I think it's that your feelings towards your own body shouldn't it doesn't reflect anything on how other people feel about theirs. That like you shouldn't be defensive or attacking on other people who no. take that time or, you know, whatever they choose to do, it doesn't matter. No, and that's what I feel there is a little bit nowadays, mm. that there's no happy medium. No. It should just be like whatever you want, like whatever's right for you. That I think someone posted, it was yesterday, I think, something about their house being a mess and that's fine because that's normal. And I was a bit like... I love my house being tidy. I mean, my house is far from tidy at the moment because when you have a baby, it's like how something that doesn't move or really do a great deal <laughs> creates this utter carnage. I do yeah. not know, especially if Danny's looked after him. I come home and I'm like, wow, something happened. Was there a tornado in the house? <laughs> and I'm like, I like to clean my house and I feel great satisfaction from getting that cleaning fluid out and giving everywhere a good scrubbing but that should be okay should be fine to have a yeah. tidy house as well as a dirty house yeah well i think sometimes there are certain trends yeah so someone will say something and people will be like yes i agree yeah like and then all oh, of a sudden that becomes a thing to yeah, do yeah like oh i don't know why people wear makeup and it's like well i like wearing makeup <laughs> yeah. i enjoy it i love putting it on yeah i love the way it makes my cheeks shine, <laughs> my lips look shiny, my eyes look a little bit bigger. I like it. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So let's go back to Coops and the night that he arrived, mm. you were in a pub. I was, obviously. <laughs> Having fish and chips, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I sound like such an alcoholic, don't I? I mean, I wasn't drinking. drinking. No, I wasn't drinking. I was just eating a lot. Well, we were. I was due to be induced the mm. next day, which I was really fed up about because... Were well, you really, overdue? Yeah, I was nine days overdue. And you know when you get... So basically, I had an early induction booked because Danny was on The Voice and I was like, we had three days to get this baby out before Danny started filming. Right. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been there for the birth. Yeah. And I was like, this is absolutely not okay. And the lovely midwife was like, do you want us to like see if we can fit you in a little bit earlier? And I was like, that would be fabulous, please. <laughs> <laughs> Begging you. Anyway, so we were booked in for this induction. The night before, I was like, right, I want to go for a really big meal, a really fancy fish and chips, and loads of mayonnaise and all the trimmings. And then I want to go home, I want to have a bath, shave my legs, wash my hair, because at the time I thought like I'd like nicely done hair for when I was in labour. I mean, now, looking back, I'm like, that's ridiculous because the hair went straight into yeah. a bun. Straight get it into out a, of my Yeah, face. get it out of my face, I'm too hot. <laughs> um, I mean, I never had a baby, so I was naive. Um, anyway, so I was like, right, that's my night planned. I'm going to have an early night. And then tomorrow I'm going to be so energised. I can do this induction. So I'd had my fish and chips. I did manage to eat them all. Yeah. And I was like, right, I'm just going to pop to the toilet, then we'll go home. So I popped to the toilet in the pub. And then I came out and I was just washing my hands in the sink. And um, <laughs> I just heard this pop. And I, I've spoken to a few people and they've said, yeah, that they heard really um, their waters popping. I don't know whether it was like an internal sound. Right. That almost like came into my head. Yeah, Or yeah, whether yeah. I actually did hear it. And then I just felt this warmth. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh. So I came running out of the toilet. Danny thought I'd blocked the toilet. Because I was like <laughs> giddy and going, we need to leave, we need to leave. It. Something amazing's happened. Yeah. Danny's like, have you done a big poo? Have you done a big poo? <laughs> Is that what's happened? And I was like, no. I was like, we need to leave. My water's broken. <laughs> and like, I skipped home. Well, not skipped, I like shuffled home. And yeah. Daddy said to me, why are you walking funny? I was like, <laughs> uh, because the baby's coming and I feel like I've wet myself. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> anyway, so I, I skipped shuffled home yeah and as soon as i got through that front door bearing in mind the pub obviously is like five minutes from our house (laughs) by the time i stepped through that front door the contractions had started right and pretty intensely so i was like oh what do we do anyway so you rang because you just panicked (laughs) i was like what do we do we go to the hospital what do we do the people have told us about this but i can't remember anything we know what we're meant to do (laughs) anyway so we rang the hospital they're like yeah come in because obviously your waters are broken they've got to check baby's not done enough poo inside you or anything yeah. like that so we got to the hospital I mean I did not realise they rang out your sanitary towel to check what your waters look like <laughs> she was like can I have your sanitary towel I was like no <laughs> what a weird thing to yeah. no, you I can't. want to give anyone my sanitary <laughs> towel I mean it's been a long time since I've ever worn a sanitary <laughs> towel so this in itself is weird yeah. um, she rang that out and obviously yep yeah, there your waters and she was trying to talk to me and these contractions were pretty intense at this yeah. point and she's like, yeah, go home, have a bath. Really? Like, yeah, and I was thinking to myself, really, are you sure? But 
because they say you're not you shouldn't be able to talk through your contraction if right, they're kind yeah. of you know yeah, at that yeah, level yeah. and i couldn't and they were quite close yeah but anyway so we did what she said and went home as soon as i got through that front door they like went to a whole nother level <laughs> so rapidly so we went upstairs annoyingly so we live in a little terrace house but with three floors bath is on the very top floor so i had to make my way up three flights of very steep stairs during really strong contractions to get to this blooming bath so anyway i got up go in the bath and spent pretty much my entire labor in that in that really? bath. yeah but i just kept wanting to poo and i kept getting out of the bath sitting on the toilet i, I mean like i pooed once but the rest of the time i was on the toilet trying to poo but nothing was coming out little did i know i was pushing cooper yeah. out it was Cooper's head. So I kept trying to poo, trying to poo. I was like, I just need to poo. Danny rang the hospital again. He was like, I know you said, like, it's going to be a long time, but she's in a lot of pain. And, like, the contractions are quite close together now. This was, like, three hours in yeah. from water's breaking. And the midwife's like, put her on the phone. So she put me on the phone. And she didn't tell me then, but she said she knew when she heard me that I was pushing Oh, really? She knew it wasn't a contraction noise. Yeah. She knew it was a pushing noise. Because I've started doing that mooing thing yeah. they tell you about. And I was like, mooing? I'm not going to moo during my labour. I don't know what you mean. I'm a lady. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so we, the whole way to hospital, I mean, it took me about, seemed like a lifetime to get out mm. of that house. Because every time I had a contraction, I just had to get on my hands and knees, pause, yeah. and then go again. But getting to the car I got as far as the middle of the road and a contraction came I had to get on my hands and knees in the middle of the road of our quiet little road going <laughs> and a car came around the corner so I mean and it was a Friday night so everyone was like oh that Georgia Jones is yeah, back again there she is again thank god there she is was... moving like normal I know it's just a normal Friday night for me but anyway and then and I was like, no, I need to poo again. So I had to go back into the house, sit on the toilet again. But the more and more I did this, the more lower Cooper was getting because I was pushing him out. Yeah. So then I got into the car and I have never clamped onto my vagina so tight. <laughs> I was literally holding him in. But actually physically, physically holding him in. Oh my gosh, Georgia. Physically holding him. And when we got to that hospital, Danny got a wheelchair and I had one leg up on the arm <laughs> of the wheelchair with my hands firmly clamped still. Oh, my god! Thank God it was, like, one o'clock in the morning, so the hospital wasn't busy. All the drunks were like, I'm pretty sure I just saw... Yeah, a woman <laughs> holding a, a Yeah. It looks like a poop is falling out. I know. It pretty much was. Um, and I, I was like, if I don't hold down there, he's going to come out. So we got in, we got up, and that was, like, a comedy sketch in itself because every single door opened a different way <laughs> inwards outwards sideways it was like bless Danny trying to stay this wheelchair this wonky wheelchair through all these doors um anyway we got there and they were filling up the bath because they knew I wanted to get in the pool yeah and the bath hadn't even filled up by the time Cooper was here no yeah, so 37 minutes from me getting into that hospital to Cooper being there were they like oh yeah they're like oh wow 
because they were like, George, you need to get on your back. We need to examine you. I was like, no, <laughs> he's coming. <laughs> and then, you know, I walked into that room and just stripped completely naked. I oh, it's so funny. Buddy was um, like very intense and quick like that. And I was just naked. Just naked? Yeah. Because I remember having a whole conversation about what do you wear during your labour? Should it, Would a nightie suffice? Because obviously then you've got your bits out and yeah. very easy access. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> naked. <laughs> I think sometimes that is best. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, and what was it like when you met Coops? Oh, it was just amazing. It was just surreal. Yeah. I was just like, who are you? You're just this tiny little person that I've known but not known at all. And you've just come into the world in such a flurry. I kind of hadn't prepared myself for it because it was so fast. Yeah. And I was just like, this is it now, forever. You are mine forever now. And it's just the weirdest thing mm. isn't it yeah and i actually if i'm being 100 percent honest my love grew for him it wasn't full on oh my god i am so madly in love with you like i can't imagine my life without you this is just all i've been waiting for my entire life and i've always wanted babies yeah but i was just a bit like just took me a while to mm. get to know him there are a lot of people on the podcast have said that. Have they? Yeah, and I think it's something that we don't talk about. We're told about that instant love, that yeah. instant bond. And actually, it's such an overwhelming moment Yeah, that there are so many different emotions going on. But I think you focus so much on the birth and giving birth that you... you know, and there's so much expectation on that moment. Yeah. But yeah, lots of people will say it. Mm. And I think it is something that needs to be talked about a lot. It, it is, because I think what it is, is when you talk to someone like, and they're like, oh, God, are you excited about having your baby? Especially people that have children. Yeah. And they always go, oh, God, the love you feel for that little baby is just, you've never felt anything like it before. So I think you feel like you have to feel like that. Yeah. God, if I don't feel like that, then that's weird. Yeah. That's like not normal. But yeah, no, I didn't instantly and and I don't think Danny did either I mean mm. Danny was just like an emotional wreck every time he was looked, he crying oh my god every time you I mean Danny cried <laughs> a lot every time I looked at he looked at him he cried Aww. like it would literally be that often I think with Danny it was when Cooper actually started responding and doing things mm. so like smiling or kind of responding to our voices that's when Danny formed his real bond yeah. with Coops. So what was that first week like at home? Well, it was hectic because we had all the family here, didn't we? Oh, my gosh, of yeah. course. Yeah. The joys of being a, both northerners yeah. li living down here. Yeah, I mean, we had a rule that nobody actually stayed at our house. Nice. So all the family came from the north, so mine and Danny's, but they stayed in hotels or with friends just so we were, you know... You had your together. time yeah. as well. But then straight after we had him... Danny had to go to work, so that was difficult because I probably did too much in the beginning. But I did need to start doing stuff pretty soon after because for my sanity, I needed just a little bit of me still. But you were doing, like, TV, like... Oh, I know. ...within weeks. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm stupid. I was like, Georgia, what are you doing? <laughs> I know, I know. But I think that there are certain times where, like, maybe opportunities arise and you're just like, look, this is now. Yeah. And, and actually, that's an hour. Yeah. And as well, like, there was a lot of help involved. So it yeah. wasn't like, right, you need to get here at this time and that's that. So say, like, when I was on TV, it's like, right, we'll sort of sort a car for you and someone can come with you. And, yeah. and it was all very nicely done. Everyone was yeah. so helpful. So I didn't feel alone. I felt very much 
surrounded by people that were that were helping. But I know that you weren't sleeping. No, I wasn't. Yeah. I mean, at you all. must have. Like, must look back at it, and it must just be all a blur. Like, absolute blur. And my boobs were engorged. I was in pain, and I was like, no sleep because I was doing all the feeding. Yeah. And Cooper was a hungry boy. Yeah. So up until four months, he was feeding every two hours throughout the night, throughout the day. It was just so much on my body. Yeah. I think physically and mentally, because knowing that you're the only person that can soothe him. Yeah. It's quite a lot for you to be like, God, that is all on me, because he wasn't taking a bottle at that point. Mm. He wouldn't take one. He refused. So it was like, I literally am your sole You two provider. had quite a tough journey. Oh, though, didn't you? that was hard. I felt so bad for Danny then, because... He wanted that bond with Cooper. Like, mm. he, you know, that was his one time where him and Coops could have, like, a little moment together. But it went from bad to worse. And those moments were probably the most stressful moments yeah. of those first four months. Well, it's hard, isn't it? Because you, then you kind of want to go, oh, let's just take over. And, yeah. And then actually, you then, like, are you helping? Are you not helping? I know. Like, it's so hard, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, I said to Danny, I was like, what do you want me to do in yeah. this situation? Do you want me to give you, like, ten minutes and then if he's screaming the house down still, come and give him boob? Or, like, do you want to persist? Anyway, he wanted to persist because he knew, like, with all the things we'd read, the key thing that we kept reading was persistence mm. is key. Majority of the time, the only thing that will get them to eventually take a bottle is just keeping at it, as awful as it is. And it was so awful. It got to the point where I went and got in the shower because when I was in the shower, I couldn't hear Cooper crying. And also, my boobs were obviously going mental (laughs) upstairs because it was going, milk, milk, milk. (laughs) I was like, stop, he's having a bottle. And I was like, should I leave the house because he can smell me? I was like, I'm not going to leave the house at 7 o'clock at night. I'm, I'm comfy. I'm in my pajamas. Yeah. So I'd go get in the shower, which helped me anyway. Yeah, that was probably the most testing part of the first few months. Breastfeeding oh. is like sleep. That's all really hard. The whole process yeah. is difficult. Like I don't think when you're like at your antenatal groups or NCT or friends talk to you about it. Suppose nobody wants to be negative because they don't want to like make you worried about having a baby mm. so I get why people don't tell you these things because yeah. I'm not sure I would have wanted to hear it's blooming hard because mm. I'd have been like oh I've just been speaking to John Smith and he's just told me how hard it is yeah well I'm not talking to him again because he just really put a downer on this whole pregnancy thing yeah. and you do that's how you feel but then afterwards you're like god I wish someone had told me but I think maybe people don't talk sometimes because they feel like if they say anything negative about their child or about their bond or about their experience, that they're kind of, they don't deserve it. Yeah, or they're a bad parent. parent. Yeah, Yeah. I know. Well, I think that's the hard thing is that, I've been very honest with like... Well, and now you've started Bump, so you've got a series called Bump where you talk very honestly about... Yeah. Do you feel like it's important? Although I was worried when I started Bump, I was going to get a bit of a backlash from people who haven't found it easy or can't have babies saying, well, you're lucky. You should appreciate what you've got. And I do. Every single day, like, I am so thankful for having a gorgeous, healthy little boy. But doesn't mean that things aren't hard and it yeah. doesn't mean that you don't have really down days or days where you you think I made a mistake. I mean, I don't really think that anymore. But in the beginning, when your hormones yeah. are absolutely mental, yeah. for no reason you're just crying and down, 
and you think, God, is this going to be my life? You can't see like a an end. You You're like, God, I'm going to be like this forever now. This is. But me. it's better for everyone's mental health to know that they're not the only ones feeling that. that yeah. Like that. Yeah. Like I would say, a lot of people. I know I did. I had that feeling of, can I send him back? Yeah. Yeah, can, the can I? Obviously, no. Yeah, can I stop this, please? <laughs> yeah, it's overwhelming on every level. Yeah, your hormones, your body. You've got this new being to look after. Yeah. Your life has completely changed. Yeah, and there's so much going on. Yeah, and all that baby can do is cry. Yeah, that's the only way they can let you know what's wrong. Yeah, and then God forbid if there's anything like not going quite right with the baby in the beginning, that then adds another. Like this is so small but cooper so when he was first born i put him in these nappies because i thought i was doing the right thing so i put him in these really eco-friendly nappies that but amazing for the environment brilliant not amazing for my son's poor little testicles oh no oh i mean he was just because they were so nowhere near as absorbent as the ones he's now in he was just sat with we on his thin skin isn't it and they were so red raw they bled Ooh. And obviously he hated his nappy being changed. Yeah. And we had to change it so often because we couldn't have him yeah. sat in any of his weight. Whereas now, I'm like, oh God, it's niggle- mother neglect. His skin pound. <laughs> his nappy's so full. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, I completely forgot. <laughs> He's fine. Subsequent children are like, oh, the start, I tell I you. Oh God. It's like, this is neglect right here. Um, what, what has been been the biggest challenge of becoming a mum? I would probably say my life changing and me in the beginning losing my identity a little bit. That was tough because I've always been so incredibly independent, always. Like I've never, you know, I have weeks away from Danny, which is great like I feel like it keeps our relationship really fresh and like sometimes if Danny's annoying me I'll just go back up north and make him miss <laughs> me a little bit can, every anytime you're up north now and no one sees you on Instagram yeah, like, oh, oh, oh. there we go I mean we don't <laughs> we don't really argue a great yeah. deal but you know sometimes I'm like I think you may have been around me a bit too much you maybe need to miss me a little bit so I'm gonna go see <laughs> mum mum and dad for a few days <laughs> you know and I've always like my job involves me trekking around London, going to all these random places, meeting new people every single day. And I went from that to me sat at home, feeling scared to leave the house. And I have never, ever felt scared to leave the house. But it was new to me and I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't know what would happen with Cooper if I left the house. And I actually became quite an anxious person and quite nervous about things what was it that was making you nervous i think what would happen if i left the house and cooper cried what would i do and now i'm like well if he cries he cries and you know do you reckon it's fear of being judged by others potentially yeah and especially as a new Mm mum because you actually don't know what you're doing no you don't really still know how to pick up your own child Uh you don't know necessarily how to soothe them Mm -hmm. you're not that confident of getting them on the nipple in public yeah they thrash about don't they, when you try and get them on your boob and expose you. And because of my job, I spend a lot of time whipping my clothes off in front of people anyway. So I've never been one to be worried about getting my boobs out in public. I was more conscious of other people feeling uncomfortable, especially men, because they don't know where to look, bless them. Totally understandable. If man got their nipples out, I don't think I'd know where to look. I had a time when I was with Buddy, so first time around with Buzz, I don't think I ever really fed in front of anyone else. No. I would go out the room or whatever. 
And the second time out with Buddy, we were with the Willises yeah. in a restaurant and I was like, I'll just feed. And it was really early days. And you know when they're quite engorged and it's a bit slip and slide anyway. Yeah, on. yeah. Anyway, I'd put the Buddy on and he'd come off and then milk just squirted across <gasps> the table. Oh, like, no. Oh, did it add to me? He completely did not. He was completely <laughs> oblivious. But you know when you're just like, oh, oh my God. Mortified. I just squirted a male friend with milk. <laughs> <laughs> It's great stories to tell them when they're older, isn't it? Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's character building. I think it is. Yeah. I think it is. But yeah, it, it's funny how as time goes on, you find yourself just going, oh, just yes. get them out. Because yeah. you, you kind of just want an easy life at the end yeah. of the day, don't you? Yeah. And I had some good chats with my sister and my mum and I remember saying to Lauren, so I started off by just doing like a five-minute walk to the coffee shop yeah. and I'd get my coffee in a takeaway cut up so that if I needed to leave, I could leave straight away and I knew it was only five minutes back. But even that five minutes, if Cooper cried for those five minutes, I'd be so worried that he wasn't going to be okay because they always said, don't leave them to cry. Mm. So I was like, how long is too long that he's crying for? Now, I mean, I'm just like, oh, you're not really crying. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a real cry. <laughs> tough love. Yeah, no, do better yeah. than that, Cooper. I know. Come on, put some effort in. I need to see tears. <laughs> oh, now we see tears with oh. Bun. They're complete crocodile tears. Oh, are yeah. They? You're just like, come on. Oh, so they, oh, so you, you yeah, might they have an actor on your hands. Then. Oh, he's definitely got a little bit of an entertainer in him. Well, definitely. I mean, obviously, his parents. <laughs> do you think it was literally just time? That kind yeah. of changed that for Yeah, you. time. And uh, sorry, I was saying I talked to, to my mum and my sister and I'd said to my sister, I want to walk into town, which was like, you know, like a 20-minute walk. But what if, along the way, Cooper needs feeding? What do I do? And Lauren went, well, you, you stop and you feed him. Even if you sit on a wall yeah. or you sit on a bench or you sit on, like, find a bit of grass somewhere, you just sit down and you feed him. And when she said that to me, I was like, mm, yeah, of course, that's like... But you don't think rationally. You don't. you don't. Someone said to me the other day, I was like, oh, it's so annoying because when I go and do my shop, because I've got Cooper with me, I can only buy a certain amount of stuff. And someone went to me, well, why don't you do an online shop? And I was like, <laughs> oh, well, that's a good point. I mean, your mum brain. I mean, when does this stop? Because mine is in full swing. Well, how do I stop going to the shops every day? I need yeah, I mean, a solution. How could I, how could I not? Thing. <laughs> I think I'm just a bit stupid. I think uh, I was like this before. It's just ramped up under the level. We wrap up every episode because we're at the end. Oh. We wrap up every episode with you finishing three sentences. Oh, okay. It's easy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Being a mum means the world. Ah, <laughs> nice and short. I like it. Oh, I meant to say more. No, no, it's a sentence, and that is a sentence. Okay. Yeah. Since becoming a mum, I have learnt that it's okay not to be okay sometimes. I'm happy when? I have everyone I love around me and everyone's happy and healthy and safe. Aww. That's what I pray every night, for everyone to be happy, healthy and safe. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you for coming on. You're welcome. An thank you for having pleasure. me. I'm I have mega lulled, as oh. the kids say nowadays. Same. My eyes have just been streaming the whole way through. <laughs> through laughter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.